You're listening to the Blended Family Blueprint 5-Day Challenge for Stepmoms. Thank you for tuning in to the replays of this event. As you know, these episodes will only be available for a very limited time. So if you do have the opportunity to binge them all, make sure you do that before the episodes disappear. If you would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, and get access to the companion worksheets and all of that other good stuff, you can find the link to register in the show notes of this episode or on the bio link in my Instagram at the step queen. It's totally free for a limited time only and we have had some amazing results already. So I will see you in there. Happy listening. Enjoy. Hi y'all. Good morning. Good evening. Um, good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever time, wherever in the world you're coming from. Salutations. Salutations. Why don't we say that more often? Salutations. Anyway, congratulations for completing all five days of the Blended Family Blueprint, where you have been discovering exactly what happily ever after means to you and creating a step-by-step plan to make it happen. If you're tuning in live, then go ahead and say hello so that I know you're here If you're catching the replay, let me know replay. Um, If you're tuning in on the podcast, hello to you too. Uh, Good morning, Brittany and Laura and Lindsay and Christy and Amy. Good morning, beautiful women. Happy Friday. Can't wait to spend this morning with you. So happy to see your gorgeous faces. Um, Melissa, good morning. And Kennedy, happy Friday to you too, my friend. So over the last five days, you've been taking a look at the gap, essentially, the gap between where your life is now and where your life would be in a perfect world if you had your way, if everything could be exactly the way that you wanted it to have your highest level of wellness. Also known as this crystal clear vision that you have begun, already begun to steer your life toward. You have all already taken steps toward that perfect vision, which is pretty amazing. Um, And, you know, just out of curiosity, not to create any judgment or any shame or any exasperation or any of that, no self-judgment, no, oh my goodness, any of, none of that. I'm just curious. I'm simply curious. Um, I just want to do kind of like an honest check-in here about, you know, how big of a gap, how big of a gap are you noticing that there is between where you are and where you want to end up? It's like a small gap. Is it a medium gap? Is it a Grand Canyon-sized gap between where you are now and and where you hope to be, where you hope to end up, to have your highest level of wellness? Uh, Something else I'm curious about, too, um, is which one of the wellness domains that we covered. um, Actually, wait, I'm saying this wrong. (laughs) Which of... The environmental wellness domains that we covered, environmental, emotional, financial, social, which of these domains that we covered are you closest to your perfect world scenario 
And which of those domains are you furthest from your perfect world scenario? So I'll say that again. Of the domains that we covered, of the wellness domains that we covered, environmental, emotional, financial, social, which of those domains are you the closest to your perfect world scenario? And which of those domains are you furthest from your perfect world scenario? I'm just going to go back and read some of the comments here. Christy says, not as big as I thought it was. Awesome. Laura, some pillars have smaller gaps than others. Of course, that's great. Grand Canyon, Amy. Working on it though, Amy. You're working on it. Uh, Lindsay, pretty large gap, bigger than I thought it would be. But yeah, totally. Some gaps are bigger than others, of course. Um, Brittany, medium, big. Ready and willing. Awesome. Medium to big. Uh, Amy says, closest to environmental and furthest from financial. Okay. And again, there's no, this is not a judgment thing. It's none of this is better or worse. It's just, I'm just purely curious. Um, Amy, small to medium, past few months in the stepmom story have helped lessen the gap drastically from where I started. This five days has been a good refresh to realign with some areas where I was losing focus. Awesome. Emotional well-being has been the largest pillar for me this week. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Amy. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I was actually saying that to my husband last night. I said, you know, lots of the, lots of the part, the super active participants in, in the blueprint are part of the step story, of course. And I said, I was really glad to see it's kind of like, seems like it's kind of like lit the spark again, which makes me super happy. Um, Kennedy closest to environmental farthest from emotional. Okay. Awesome. All great things. And you know, this is all so good because now you have this awareness, you know, where do I need to put my attention? Where, where is, where is the best use of my time and the best use of my energy and the best use of my resources going to be in order to close those gaps, right? And like I said, it's, this is not about judging ourselves, not about being good enough. It's not about any of these nonsense stories in our heads, like that our heads like to tell us sometimes. I really want you to hear me when I say this. I really want you to hear me. You can write it down if you want to. But if you are supposed to be somewhere else living a different life than you would be, you are exactly where you're supposed to be in life. Exactly where you're supposed to be. 100%. No question. No mistakes. You found your way to this challenge for a reason. You know, there was a very specific chain of events that had to take place in a very specific order in order for you to be here right now, listening to these exact words come out of my mouth in this exact moment. Like think of all the things that had to play together. Think of all the events that had to happen in order for you to be sitting there listening to me right now. There were a lot of things that had to happen. And if I was a betting woman which I'm not, but if I was a betting woman, I would bet that, you know, a small to medium sized part of you enrolled in this series because in some way, shape or form, you wanted to figure out how to let go of the pain that you associate with your partner's first life. So if that's true for you, if that is something that you are hoping to do, that's something you're working on, just type me in the chat or yes, yes, or a cool emoji, whatever you want. So to wrap up our five days together, that's exactly what you're going to be doing. Okay? In the final days, 
I have Luna on my lap. If you're wondering, if you're wondering why I'm stroking my legs, it's just Luna. Luna's here. Um, she's my emotional. She contributed to my emotional wellness. I was also participating in the challenge with you. So in the final days of this challenge, you're going to identify the specific areas related to your partner's past that are directly affecting your present and that you believe are going to get in the way of this happily ever after future that you want. Okay. So, you know, like you've discovered over the duration of our time together, in order to have this happily ever after fairy tale ending that you know you deserve, there's one very important step that has to happen first. What is that step? You 1 million percent need a crystal clear vision about what that life looks like for you. Why? Because if you're just waking up every day saying things like, I just want to be happy, I just want to feel peaceful, but you have no idea what it's going to take in order to become happy and peaceful, then you're essentially up the river without a paddle. And if you aren't where you want to be in life yet, yet, if you aren't where you want to be in life yet, more than likely, it's simply because you haven't created a specific enough vision. Which in my opinion, it's a pretty cool thing because that means that not being there yet has nothing to do with whether or not you're worthy or whether or not you've proven yourself or whether or not you're trying hard enough. The simple dimple truth is that now you've got this crystal clear vision of what your happily ever after looks like. You've got it super specific. You've got steps to make it happen. So the only thing standing in the way between where you are now and where you want to be is developing and learning the specific skills and capabilities required to make it a reality for you. You What's the best news about skills and capabilities? Anyone can learn skills. Anyone can develop capabilities. Period. Like, think of it this way. Amy's on this, Amy's here right now. Amy's one of our sisters in the stepmom story. And Amy has a dream of becoming a doctor. This is her like crystal clear vision of the occupation that she wants to have. Does Amy know how to be a doctor right now? No. Was she born knowing how to be a doctor? No. Is anyone born knowing how to be a doctor? No. But she has broken down the path to get there by identifying the skills and capabilities required to become known as Dr. Amy. And knowing that her MD is her target, it's the bullseye, it's where she's steering the ship toward. She has a built-in compass to know, you know, these are the actions that I'm taking that are bringing me closer to or further away from my vision. I know this is where I'm going. So when I make this choice, is this going to take me closer to or further away from becoming a doctor? So in order for you to bring your vision, your visions into reality, In order for you to attain your highest level of well-being by making your crystal clear vision your reality, all you've got to do is develop the skills and capabilities required to do so. It's also going to be really, really helpful that you identify, this is what today's all about, it's going to be really helpful for you to identify the specific areas related to your partner's past that are directly affecting your future I mean your present, 
and that you believe are going to get in the way of your future. We need to get those out of the way. We need to remove those problems. (laughs) Why? Because for as long as women like you and I are hung up on our partner's pasts, we'll never get to enjoy our futures. We'll always be thinking my partner's past is the reason I can't have this or won't have this. So we need to move this out of the way. It's like we've got our vision and it's locked in this box that has a key on it that says your partner's past. In order to get in that box, you got to get the key. Get rid of that nonsense stuff. That's really painful. I'm not discrediting how painful it is, right? Um, But, you know, what's the point of developing these visions and identifying the skills required to make it happen and taking the steps to develop the capabilities if we're like plagued by grief? about all the things that you were maybe robbed of or feel robbed of because your partner met somebody else first, right? So what do you say? Do you want to know how to grieve and heal from and forgive your partner's first life so that you can make this fairy tale of yours come true? I'm going to go ahead and assume that's a yes. So first thing that I want you to do is to just let it flow Okay, brain dump everything that you can think of that you hold pain about or resentment toward that has to do with your partner's first life. So I emailed another uh, worksheet out today. It's also posted in the group. But essentially, all we're doing is we're just like letting it all out. All the stuff that like hurts us about the fact that our partners have been there, done that. All the stuff we've had to put on hold because of our partner's reluctance to do it. Our loss of flexibility, our loss of freedom. So these can be things, anything like, you know, whether you're doing it like by hand or doing it in a journal or you're doing it on your computer, it doesn't doesn't matter as long as you're getting it out. My preference is to write it with pen and pencil. It's just different processing when you do it with pen, pencil, like to paper. But if all you're able to use right now is digital, that's totally fine. So... These like unprocessed grief uh, pieces that you'll be writing down could be anything from like, I'm sad that my partner's already been there, done that with somebody else. And I don't think our milestones together are going to be as special. And I feel robbed of those like firsts with my partner. It could be like, I'm sad that my partner's hesitant to get married again or have more kids because of what happened in, in their first marriage. I feel like I'm being like robbed of my timeline. It could be things like, you know, I'm angry that my partner's ex and the kids they share together seem to have more control over my days than I do. I'm resentful that I give and I give and I give and nobody even notices. So I'll just give you a few seconds here to do a dump. Um, if you're watching or listening to the replay and you can press pause and take as long as you need if you're here live then you can go back and watch the replay too if you find that you need more time before I get started again (laughs) breed her so we can all have pretty kittens she's so cute
Okay, I'm just going to give it a few more seconds and we're going to move on. Again, you can come back to this if you need to um, and take as much time as you need. It's important that you get all of it out, like right until you can't think of anything else. If there's still stuff in there, even stuff you don't want to write down, write it down. You can burn it at the end. The important part is that you need to get it out and like look at it and, and see it on paper. See it written out. See it real. Okay, make it real. Because it is real to you. Now, what I'm going to do next, I'm going to tell you how to solve every single one of those pain points that you wrote down. So there's one, two, three, three, <laughs> I count like that because Rory is always like, I'm like, Rory, how many more minutes do you want? He's like, one, two, three, four more seconds. Everything. He can't just say a number. Like he's got to count his way there. So there are one, two, three specific tools that every single stepmom needs in her tool belt in order to neutralize this step family pain and take control of your life back, right? Like that's why you're here. You want to take control of your life back. You want to get in the driver's seat. You want to take the reins. That's really cool. I'm really proud of you for that. So these three things are everything that you're going to need in order to shift your focus away from what you do not want and onto what you do do want. Are you ready? Write these down. Okay. These are with these three tools, you will be able to solve every single problem that you have listed on your paper. So number one, you can write this down. Number one, most important tool every stepmom needs, non-negotiable needs. It would more than likely solve like 75% of the problems that you just wrote down is to know how to skillfully and confidently set and uphold boundaries, proper boundaries. So issues like, you know, the amount of time that maybe you spend thinking about your spouse's ex, boundaries. Saying yes when you want to say no, boundaries. The amount of energy that maybe you pour into your stepfamily, but then you feel resentful if it's not reciprocated. Boundaries. Feeling taken advantage of financially. Feeling like your own hopes or dreams are being put on the back burner because of the people in your stepfamily. You guessed it. Boundaries. Uh, Sarah Gale, who's one of our sisters in the stepmom story also, she was just on the podcast actually last week. Um, she would tell you that what she's learned about boundaries inside of the boundaries workshop that I teach has transformed every aspect of her life. She's like the boundary, she's like the boundary queen now. It's been incredible what's changed in her life since she's been able to implement boundaries. Um, second tool that you will need, at least if you're like most stepmoms that I work with, is a tool to process the grief that you've associated with your partner's first life. Okay, so why am I saying this? Step families are formed from loss. They're formed from the loss of a first family. And where there is loss, there is grief. I think I talked about this yesterday. Most people would expect that the bio parents would grieve the loss of their relationship. Most people would expect that the kids would grieve the loss of their 
nuclear family being together. But not a lot of people consider the fact that stepmoms have grief too associated with this, right? We have grief associated with our partner's first lives too. We have grief associated with the fact that we came up with an idea in our head about what our life was going to look like and now it looks nothing like that. We have to grieve that and we're allowed to and we owe ourselves that gift to grieve that. Like one of the biggest things that I've, that I've noticed over the years is like this conversation that stepmoms have that goes a little something like this. It's like, I really, really, really want to get married one day. I really want to have a baby of my own, but my partner isn't sure if they ever want to get married again. And they're really resistant to the idea of having any more kids. Or this other conversation for people who that is not, who having kids and getting married is not in their plan which is totally fine neither of those are better or worse neither of them are right or wrong it's totally okay another one I hear a lot is like I really want to build like my dream home in this dream climate in Hawaii but my partner told me they'll never move because this is where the kids live and like I chose not to have kids I chose to have a good career I chose to become financially secure so that I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted to do it and here I am now being tied to this location because of my spouse and the kids, right? I'm sacrificing my own dreams that I've worked so hard to get to because my partner cares more about their first life than our current life and our future. These are some really common conversations that stepmoms have either with their friends, with their family, with me, with themselves. So if you've had a conversation like that with yourself, then just know you're not alone. And because of that, you know, because of this current reality of life, because of these like hard lines that some of your own partners may have drawn for you, that your partners have drawn on your behalf, you can feel like, you know, maybe you're sacrificing your own dreams and maybe you can feel because you feel like you're sacrificing your own dreams, like this vision that I've asked you to create over the last few days, there's no point, right? Like, Maybe it feels like there's no point dreaming about the future because you're basing the vision on what your partner might agree to instead of what you want. So if this is resonating with you, let me know. And with that, you know, with that stuffing down of what you really want in life because of what your partner will or won't maybe agree to, you might really feel like you've been robbed of the life that you really wanted. And I've been there and it's a terrible place to occupy. It's devastatingly painful. So, you know, if you find yourself like resenting your partner or resenting the kids or resenting the ex for robbing you of this life that you really want, if you find yourself like heartbroken that your partner's already shared these milestones with another person, if you find yourself comparing your current life with your partner's past life and what your parent, what your partner will do with you versus what your partner did with their first family. And I really want you to hear me say this, write it down in big, huge, bold letters, capital letters. You deserve to process that grief so that you don't have to live with that pain anymore. It's a really yucky feeling to have. And you are, write this down, capital letters, extra bold gel pens, purple gel pens, if you have, you are worthy of everything you've ever wanted in life. And getting your needs met is not negotiable. So you deserve to process that grief. You deserve to figure out what's the need underneath that grief. 
What's the need I have here that's not being met? And how can I figure out how to meet that with my spouse? Right? I'm not saying you've got to leave your spouse to have get what you want in life. What I am saying is for as long as you're attached to the way that you thought life was going to be, it's going to be really hard to be where you are now. There's lots of ways to be happy as we've realized over the last few days, right? And last but not least, the third tool that every stepmom needs in her tool bag in order to solve any and every problem associated with her step family is a good solid mindfulness practice. So mindfulness, for those of you who are in the story, for those of you who have gone through the uplifted challenge once or twice, mindfulness, can anyone remember the definition of mindfulness? Pop quiz, can anyone remember the definition of mindfulness? The definition I always return to is by John Kabat-Zinn. And he defines mindfulness as the awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. The awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So this is a way of relating to oneself and one's environment. So what, yeah, Amy got it, being present in the moment. So what do I mean by that? You know, if you take a look at the problems that you've identified on uh, in your exercise today, on your sheet today, how many of those, be honest, what percent of those have a should component? A should component. So in other words, how many of the problems do you, that you have written down are based on a premise like my stepkids should be picking up after themselves? My partner's ex should be happy with what they get. My partner's ex should be sending the clothes back that I buy for the kids. My partner should be handling, disi- handling discipline differently. My partner should be setting boundaries better with their ex. What percent of those problems that you have on your sheet have those should component? And the should component applies for like shoulding. This is one of my favorite analogies. Shoulding. Are you shoulding all over yourself? Should. S-H-O-U-L-D. Are you shooting all over yourself? So that would be like, you know, I should be over this by now. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be grateful. I should know better. I should be further along by now. I shouldn't have gotten into this relationship, right? How many of the problems on your sheet have a should component? Drop a percentage in the chat for me if you feel comfortable. But I got to tell you something, you know, this is like mindfulness, super crash course on mindfulness. Um, Each and every time that we say that something should be a certain way or shouldn't be a certain way, we're passing judgment. Okay, we're passing judgment. And even when we're well-intended, we still pass judgment. Even when we're like, those kids should be picking up after themselves because I want to raise well-rounded kids we're still passing judgment and when we pass judgment we're not practicing mindfulness and when we don't practice mindfulness life is about a billion times more difficult than it needs to be so here's like case in point okay option a I spend 75% of my waking hours thinking about all the ways my stepkids other parent is messing up my life 
I think about all the terrible choices that this person has made that they shouldn't have made. I get myself worked up because I think about all the stupid things that they've done. And sometimes my whole day gets ruined just by hearing their name, just by hearing their voice. My whole day will get ruined because I'll get stuck in my head thinking about all the ways that this person's ruining my life and all the ways that they should be behaving that they shouldn't, that, that, that I think are wrong. That's option A. Option B, sometimes, right? Here's my alternative. Sometimes my stepkid's other parent makes choices that trigger me. And when I practice mindfulness, I'm able to notice non-judgmentally that I'm being triggered. And I'm able to use that trigger as a tool to help me heal and grow as a person. Same situation, different outcome. Non-mindful versus mindful approaches to thought and thinking and showing up as a stepmom. Mindfulness changes the game. Mindfulness is the golden ticket to step families, to stepmothering specifically. So Amy says about 50%, Amanda about 50%, Christy 75%. Yeah, that's a lot. And how great is it that you can be aware and be like, holy crap, I can solve 50 50 to 75% of my problems just by practicing mindfulness? Holy smoke. That's such, such great news, right? That means 75% is just a reframe in thinking. Awesome. 50% just a reframe in thinking. Awesome. And y'all are in the story. So all we do is reframe and practice mindfulness, right? So there's all sorts of ways, you know, being in the stepmom story is not the only way to practice mindfulness. There's all sorts of ways that you can incorporate mindfulness into your life as a stepmom. Like literally, here's some great news, chocolate lovers. Chocolate tasting, tasting chocolate, different kinds of chocolate is literally a mindfulness exercise. Okay. Oh, I can, pro- I can solve my stepfamily problems by tasting different kinds of chocolate. Where do I sign? <laughs> Take all my money. So there are all kinds of ways to practice mindfulness. Like chocolate tasting is one. Getting outside in nature is one. Using your senses. Meditation is the obvious one, right? Lots, lots and lots. So those three tools, again... Um, that I hope you wrote down that every stepmom needs in her tool bag, the three problems that will probably solve almost every single painful thing that you've written down on your page. Number one is boundaries, non-negotiable. Know the anatomy of a boundary. Know how to set a healthy boundary on your own behalf and know how to hold firm to that boundary. Number two is a grief process to grieve this stuff you thought you were going to have once upon a time that now is maybe being sacrificed in some way, shape, or form because of the relationship that you are in. And number three is a mindfulness practice. Together, these three babies will set you good, set you on the the right path. Bada bing, bada boom, my friend. Bingo, bango, bongo. Um... I just want to say like, you know, I, I know that there are some stepmoms who think like my situation, not mine, but maybe if this is you who has a really unique situation, then you might be thinking like that your situation is really terminally unique. And so that these tools and strategies that work for everybody else maybe won't work for you, right? Like maybe there's something different about your situation and you're skeptical that these, that these three things would be enough 
to, to help? And I have all sorts of variations of this question slide into my DMs quite a lot, actually. Like, oh, I see how mindfulness might work for other people, but here, listen to my story. Listen to how nuts my experience is. I don't think mindfulness is going to work for me. And yes, sometimes I've heard some stories. I'm like, holy smokes, I'm so glad that my life is not your life. (laughs) But I also really truly believe that we come to this lifetime with like a very specific lesson or a few very specific lessons to learn. And among those lessons is learning to evolve above the judgment of others, both receiving the judgment of others and passing judgment on others learning to evolve above the criticism of others, learning to evolve above people-pleasing and codependency and sacrificing ourselves to make other people comfortable. I really truly believe that we come to our lifetime with the intention to evolve our capacity for conscious relationships, close relationships, intimate relationships, And that everything that we have in life, our step family included, is intended to help us evolve and grow and heal and forgive. I have said this once, I've said it 10 million times. Your step family has the capacity to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Very very genuinely, even if it feels like a stretch right now. But the best thing is, you know, you, you always have a choice. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to. You always get the choice. You always get the choice to act or not act. And neither of those choices are right or wrong or good or bad. You can always choose not to develop the skill of setting boundaries and keep doing things the way you've been doing them. You can make that choice. You can choose to hold on to your pain rather than like transmute it and alchemize it and use it as power. You can choose to to carry your pain around with you. You are by like fill your boots. If you want to keep carrying it with you, that's fine. Like I'm not, and I'm not saying this out of judgment, like, You get the choice, right? Nobody can make that choice except for you. I'm not saying you have to do anything. There's no wrong choice. There's no wrong choice to make. There's only the choice that you make. Only you know what's right for you. Only you know what you're ready for right now. You're the only person who can learn the lessons that you came here to learn. I'm all about choice. Okay, I'm all about choice. So as we wrap up our last day together... Um, I want to offer, offer, offer one final choice. You know, when you think about the happily ever after vision that you created in days one, two, three, and four, if you like create a little booklet out of that, this is your blueprint. This has got your environmental wellness, your emotional wellness, your financial wellness, your social wellness. You have your like little blueprint, your happily ever after blueprint. You have your little fairy tale. You've started to identify the skills and the capabilities that you need to get there. So you have a literal plan in your hands to live up to your highest level of well-being. And then in your other hand from today, you have all of this pain and all of this unresolved grief and all of this stuff that is like making you feel like you're dying inside a little bit sometimes or a lot of time. So if I said to you, you know, here's this choice. If I said to you, you can have days one to four in your perfect world vision or you can have day five, but you can't have both. You can't have one to four and five. You can only have one or the other. Which would you choose? Which are you choosing? That's a better question. Which are you currently choosing? 
And which are you going to choose to choose today, tomorrow? That might change. That might go back and forth, right? Some days you might choose five. Some days you might choose one to four. The choice is always yours. If you choose to honor your blueprint and what you've dreamed up for days one to four, then starting on Monday, I'm going to be enrolling into a bundle of essential workshops that I've put together that'll help you take some of this unprocessed grief okay, and light it on fire, burn it, get rid of it. And like, hey, also thought, food for thought, if you like literally want to burn your page from today, if you want to like light it on fire in your sink, not outside because there's forest fires everywhere. If you want to like light it on fire in your house, <laughs> make sure you take a video if you burn it and post in the group so I can see it. Door number one or door number two, my friend, the choice is, choice is yours. So um, Evolve, I've called this bundle of programs, Evolve Enrollment is going to begin first thing on Monday morning if you're interested. Uh, if you're already a member of the Stepmom Story, then you have access to mostly, every, mostly everything that's included in this Essentials Bundle already. Uh, but all the details are going to come out on Monday, just a few days. Otherwise, you know, post the questions that you've got from the blueprint in the group. If you need some more help working through whatever, if you need some help pinpointing where these grief points are coming from, please tag me in the group. I'll be poking around. Um, it's been a great five days together. I've really enjoyed getting to know some new faces and reconnecting with some familiar faces. You guys give me the best job in the whole entire world. It's not a job. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Isn't that so cliche and so dang true? All right, y'all. I'm off to get my hair blonder. I'm off to a hair appointment. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. I've really appreciated it. Thanks to everyone who's showed up live and watched the replays. And this is going to be available on the podcast until uh, the 23rd of July. And then it's going to be gone. So if you want to re-listen while you're on to work, again, like I said, your, your subconscious mind is going to be like filtering things out to suit the narrative that your mind thinks is true. So when you rewatch it a second time and rewatch it a third time or re-listen to it, new things are going to come out. They're going to be like, oh, I didn't think about that. So do that while it's still available. This group is not going to be open forever and ever. So make friends with each other if you haven't already. And uh, I'll see you all in the group. I'll see you around. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at the Step Queen. Send me a message if you want to and we can chat. All right. Have a great weekend, ladies. You did some really great work. Make sure to make sure to celebrate yourselves for doing such great work. Make sure... Make sure, please, to do something really nourishing and delicious for yourselves today or this weekend. Like book a facial or go to the spa or go on a nice long walk without your phone or do some chocolate tasting. Holla! Okay, so y'all are the best. I'll see you all very soon. Have a great weekend, ladies.